in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. It's time now for another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searcy. And Peter, way to go for sitting through yet another fabulous, fabulous podcast. I, I couldn't. I, it was gripping. Just <laughs> Gripping is a great word. Gripping, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever heard that for a podcast, but I'm sure gripping is a good word. Oh, yeah. I oh, like yeah. I yeah. think we should do more gripping. Yeah. Better than griping. <laughs> Yes, we get a lot of that, I'm sure. (laughs) But if if that's the way you feel about this podcast, please send us a message to Peter Searson. (laughs) If it's gripping or griping. Oh, it doesn't matter. Pick one. Doesn't matter? No. Love to hear from you either way. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. That's exactly (laughs) it. All right, we are going to do the final one for uh, David, who gave us his Mount Rushmore verses. And uh, today's verse is going to come to us from 1 John chapter 1. And he gave us verse 9, but we're going to actually do verses 8 and 9. We're going to talk about both of those. They kind of kind of go together. But uh, David's reason for picking this uh, particular verse was that it was another verse that he learned as a child. Mm-hmm. And he said, this verse gives me an assurance that even though I fall short, God will remain faithful. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why he picked this particular passage from First John chapter one. So, do you have that in front of you? There, I do. All right, go yeah. ahead and read that. If we uh, claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Okay, that that's excellent. That is the word of the Lord. So, jumping right into that verse eight. Um, do you know people that have claimed to not have sin? Yes. Do you really? Yes. Wow. How did you respond to that? Well, I would take them to the Word of God, Mm -hmm. which in several places uh, says the opposite. Mm -hmm. Uh, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Um, So we we are born as sinners, but there are actually real live people who feel like um, there is no sin. You you just do what you want to do, and and there's no guilt, there's no regret, there's no... And uh, they have been raised to, to feel like there's yeah. no sin. That, well, because of my background, because I've been in church all my life, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't really identify with that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know there's people out there that feel like that they live a sin-free life because they don't think they sin. Right. And they don't think there's anything that they do that's sinful. Right. And that that's foreign to me only because of my upbringing. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, and I've got to believe that at their core, uh, there's something, mm-hmm. and we'll call that the Holy Spirit because that's what that something is, that says to them otherwise. Right. There's There's got to be that tinge of maybe I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I think we do a good job at suppressing those umptions of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And some people would do it uh, if if they they're feeling guilty they'll they'll drink or they'll they'll shoot up with something you know right. they'll 
they're trying to mask those pains, those feelings of guilt, that sense of remorse. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, looking back at those past regrets, they just kind of shed it off and move forward. But, um, you know, clearly the Word of God tells us time after time after time, we, we are indeed sinful creatures. Right. No question about it. And then uh, John goes on and says in the very next part of that verse, yeah. we deceive ourselves if we claim to be without sin. Right. And that is not hard to do. We no. can deceive ourselves just as about as quickly as anything. And I've mentioned in a podcast before that I think that is one of the most effective weapons that the evil one uses against us mm-hmm. is deceit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so easy for us to fall victim to deceitful ways or, or whatever. And we can certainly do that to ourselves, whether we mean to or not. Oh yeah. And yeah. so I, I think that this, uh, if you claim to be without sin, you're deceiving yourself and the yeah. truth is not in us. Yeah. Uh, well, so you know, huge. it's not our verse, but John takes it a step further in 10. He says, if you claim you don't have sin, mm-hmm. you're calling God a liar. Oh, yeah. Because God says you have a sin problem. Right. That all of humanity has a problem with sin. We have a sinful nature in us. And uh, and maybe maybe people don't understand what the definition of sin is. Sin is disobeying what, what God tells us to do. Right. And, uh, you know, God... You know, it, it's, it's stuff like lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's people that are just prolific liars. Oh, yeah. they, they speak the, the lie easier than speak the truth. It, you know, it's stealing. It's it's the Ten Commandments, and then there's other things as well. Sure. And, and you know, there's, there's just so much that we can actually just convince ourselves that we're not, yeah. well, well, you know, the government's not going to know that I didn't do this. Right. You know. They're not yeah. gonna. They're not gonna know that I didn't pay my taxes. Or, or we go by comparison. I'm not as bad as so and so. Therefore, yeah. I'm good. There you go. And it's like, no, you're still bad. You're just not as bad as. <laughs> you're they not are. as bad. Not yeah. as bad. <laughs> yeah, but bad is bad. Right. Right. Well, that's that's the the whole verse eight thing, and it, like you mentioned, it combines with verse ten mm-hmm. that we're calling God a liar if we're we don't admit we have sin. Right. Uh, so here is the Mount Rushmore verse uh, mm-hmm. that is David's. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. So let's talk about confessing our sins first. Yeah, when, you know, I I've, I counsel a lot of people about becoming a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, and I probably do that more so with children than I do with adults mm-hmm. uh, just because of the nature of, of church life. But when I'm counseling someone, one, I want to make sure they understand that they're a sinner. Mm-hmm. Because if they are of the mindset, I've done nothing sinful, then it's a really short conversation. All right. Yeah. yeah. So once we've established they see themselves as a sinner, then they know they need to have salvation from mm-hmm. that sinful behavior. And then, so I talked to them about, okay, for so you're a sinner, you need to pray that you get those sins forgiven. Right. And then the, the other thing, the next thing you do is you, you come forward in a church setting and we have an invitation. And, and we base that upon Jesus saying, if you confess me before others, I'll confess you before the Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so there should be nothing <clears throat> that we do in our life that we're, we're ashamed of to the point we don't want to tell somebody. Right. And, and we're talking about telling the people who have done the same thing. And I know going forward is, is awkward when we say, well, why, you know, that's, you know, why do we put people in the spotlight? But 
But really, it, this is a big deal. You should want to tell somebody. Right. And so a lot of times in, in talking to kids, I'll say, you know, let's, let's say it's your birthday and, and you open it up and a $100 bill falls out of your birthday card. What do you do? <laughs> I said, do you, do you just kind of put it in your pocket and don't tell anybody? Or do you run around the room saying, I got $100. I got $100. <laughs> right. And I said, this is getting more than $100. You're getting the gift of salvation. You want to tell people. Mm-hmm. And you want to tell the people right now who also got $100. Right. Because they want to rejoice with you about it. And so we talk about that, and then we talk about baptism. Right. Because that's the second thing you do. The first thing is is you come forward publicly about it and confess it. And then you're baptized. Mm-hmm. And then we go to 1 John 1, 9. Okay. Because if we think... That just seals the deal that, okay, I had a sin problem, I confessed it, uh, I, I, I came forward, and I was baptized, and now I'm not going to have a sin problem anymore. Evermore, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> then, then I have not really shed the proper light on what Christianity is all about. Because right. what John is sharing with us is we need to just go through this confession cycle all the time mm-hmm. as the Holy Spirit reveals to, to us we just said, Father, I'm sorry for that. Yeah, and so it's trying to maintain the freshness of that relationship as much as we can. Oh, I like that maintaining the freshness of the relationship. That, yeah. That's really good because that's what confession really is. It is uh, to our Father, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the way this John writes this verse: if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. Yes, uh, you know He will hear our confession. Yeah, which you know. If if God ever got tired of that, mm. what, what mess would we be in? Yeah, I am I am tired of hearing Robert confessing that <laughs> sin. You know, yeah, I am really tired of hearing him. You know, confessing that. Again. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. my child right there. Yeah, you know, and, but I am really. If he felt that way, yeah. uh, I would have no hope whatsoever. Yeah. But he he says here that he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins yeah. and purify us from all unrighteousness. Uh, I think of it kind of like a, a windshield wiper. Okay. Uh, you know, when, when you, when water rains gets on that windshield mm-hmm. and that wiper comes and just washes it Takes clean, it away. Yep. Uh, that that's what God does after we confess. Yeah. And that you can see right through that windshield again. Right. And is it going to rain some more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to rain some more and I'm going to put more stuff. It's going to happen. But if I confess that, that windshield wiper of God just cleans it off and makes it clear where I can see through. Well, that's a good analogy because, you know, not doing First John 1, 9 is refusing to turn your wipers on. Oh, yeah. So you got all this stuff blocking. You can't see clearly, and, and yet you just keep going forward. <laughs> and as God says, you know, forgive, you know, confess it. Let me let me get rid of that. Right. And, and so as a Christian— uh, we need to just get in this cycle of, oh, man, I, I got stuff in my windshield. I need to get it off. Right, yeah. I, I, I like that analogy, too. I just love the fact that uh, the word purifies. Because mm. uh, when I think of the image of, of purification, I think of, you know, white as snow, yeah. freshly fallen snow. Mm. And it's just just pure white. Right. And And so when I think of that purifying us, it, it is making us holy, that we can stand before the Father. Mm. And, and I just love the image of being purified. And, uh, you know, I, 
I just think that's just a great thing. It, it purifies us from all unrighteousness. Man. So it's going to take, not only is he going to be faithful and just, but he's going to forgive us and purify us. Yeah. And so that, that's an incredible, this is a great Mount Rushmore verse. It really is. And, and even if you don't want to include it in your Mount Rushmore, uh, it really needs to be a foundational verse because this, this pattern mm-hmm. of, of man, I, I sinned, I need to confess it, move forward, sin, confess it, move forward, just needs to be a part of your daily Christian life. And, and, and again, it's not, it's not I get up in the morning and I pray this prayer. I know I'm going to do something, Lord. I don't know what it is yet, but I want to just, it's, it's no, I did this. Mm-hmm. I want to confess it. I want to move forward. Right. It's, it's as soon as you, like you said, see stuff on the windshield, mm-hmm. get it off. Right. Yeah. And, and that's hard for us to do sometimes. It is because, you know, one, it's the, the Holy Spirit prompting it. And sometimes the Holy Spirit prompts it and we just go, duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And uh, we just need to be more in tune with that. Uh, well, I, I know, you know, when when the Holy Spirit convicts me mm-hmm. uh, uh, and says, you really need to make that right. Yeah. Um, that's when I, I'm, I'm moved beyond you know, anything yeah. because here is something that's coming from, uh, God himself. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, te- he's correcting me. He is letting me know, look, this is not right. What you just did. Right. And you need to get that fixed. Yeah. And so that's where I'm convicted when I feel the Holy spirit letting me know, Hey Robert, you, you need to do a better job on that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I'm just so thankful that this verse tells us that if we confess it, if we just take the time to let God know and tell him that we have, we're confessing this sin to him, that he's going to forgive us. Right. And, faithfully. And faithfully. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's going to, you know, because are we like that as people? No. If somebody does something over and over and over and over to you again, and you finally just say, I've had enough. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, God's not like that. No. No, you know, and we want to put God in our shoes and think He behaves the way we do, but fortunately, He does fortunately. not. <laughs> well, you right. know, even you know, you stand before a earthly judge, and, and I don't know how judges do it. I I would not want to be a judge for all the tea in China. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you think about it, they have to understand the law, and then they have to have to listen to you know all this evidence. They mm-hmm. have to hear a person's testimony. They have to listen to the arguments of the attorneys, and then you have to navigate that upon the the law and determine if they're guilty or innocent. And then if they're guilty, what kind of sentence are you going to give? You know, here here the thing is with with God, he he knows mm-hmm. he, he does. knows you did it right. There, there's not a questions of guilt or innocent. And then when it comes down to a punishment, as a believer, Jesus says, I'll take that. Right. It, it's just mind-boggling, He took Robert. the punishment for us. Yeah. He really did. You know, and so we're not, we're not putting in a plea of, of not guilty. We're guilty. We're guilty. No, God knows we're guilty. Yeah. So he's not even asking the question. <laughs> he's not. You know, he? what is your plea? Yeah. Well, uh, you stand before me guilty. Yeah. So and, what are we going to do about it? And, and, you know, First John 1, 9 points out you need to confess it. Yeah. I think the confession part is, is something that, uh, that we constantly need to, you know, hone in our spiritual lives. Yeah. I, I really feel like that that is something that 
uh, we may not pay as much attention to as we need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just something that, that I think is really important for our relationship with God. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, our, our daily prayer should be, Father, uh, help me. Uh, just just show me those places mm-hmm. where uh, my relationship doesn't reflect what you want it to be. Right. And convict me of that so that I can confess it. Oh, that's excellent. Well, thank you so much, uh, David, for uh, supplying this verse again. That is First uh, John chapter one. We did verses eight and nine, and we even did a sneak peek to ten. Yeah, just just a little, just a little. But uh, anyway, that was a, that's a great verse uh, for David's Mount Rushmore. So, thank you so much for listening to Two Brothers One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Sears, and we are so glad that you listened. And please join us for our next episode coming up really soon. Thanks again for listening and God bless. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.